You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, A.G. Andrews of jaysfromthecouch.com, and welcome to our Fan Saturday episode brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing deals and reliably low prices on all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. And yes, this is Fan Saturday, because uh, if you listened to the previous episode, you heard a much more optimistic and much less tired E.J., um, thinking this was going to be the second half of that doubleheader. Sadly, my computer had other ideas in that it decided to rebel and not actually work. Um, so I had to do a few power cycles, hope that last night's episode was still recovered, which it was. Thank you, Audacity. So you're hearing that one in its original context. Um, with the thoughts that this would have been recorded much earlier. But we're getting it out now. That's the main thing. You are getting the content you deserve, especially since y'all took part in this one, because this is the episode where I asked you what the Blue Jays should do with the upcoming trade deadline. It's already started. As we mentioned on the previous episode, Philadelphia acquired Heath Hembury and Brandon Workman from Boston. It's on. It's happening. So, what should the Blue Jays do? There are people who have ideas on what the Blue Jays are trying to do. But, I want to talk about that in the second half. I want to get to your stuff first. Because y'all came with some, uh, some very interesting ideas. Let's say that. Um, first, let's address the poll, because I did pull this up, um, asking y'all what they should do. Um, should they add for the playoffs? Should they keep the current roster they have? Should they sell pieces off? Or were you just unaware they were still playing baseball at this point because of all the COVID tests? And we had a majority result. 52% of voters said the Blue Jays should stay the course. They're happy with the current roster and feel it's working. Um, 44% said add for the playoffs. So it's kind of split. Some of you are really excited. Some of you don't really want to go too crazy on it. Totally understand. And then 2% each for the other options, which, you know, I didn't think they were going to get too much. But, yeah, um, I was going... To ask you what you thought the Blue Jays should do. And I'm going to start with one of our more sensible listeners. Friend of the show. Guest of the show. Karen Sutar. At Karen Sutar 1. Who said they should add if the price is right. No blockbuster deals. At least not for a rental. And I, I, if I'm honest, Karen, I don't see any kind of blockbuster deals being done at this trade deadline in this sense of insecurity with the whole season. I don't think you're going to see teams move foundational pieces. Like, 
it's just going to be mostly free agents to be and maybe the occasional under control reliever, as we saw in that Boston deal with Philadelphia. Hembry is under control uh, through next season while Workman is a free agent. So there was an impetus for Boston to get those guys dealt and to get something back for them. So I don't think it's going to be too much there. Um, but yeah, a lot of people who responded were very happy with um, how things were looking. Uh, Jordan McKinnon, at Jordan McKinnon, at a depth outfielder that won't cost much of anything other than that, stay the course. And that's probably going to be the Blue Jays' move. I would not be surprised if they get another utility guy. I actually just saw prior to recording that uh, Milwaukee designated Brock Holt for assignment because he hasn't been hitting. He's been very good defensively, but just not really producing. And, you know, he fits the mold for the Blue Jays of, of the guy who, you know, is a super utility guy who can play anywhere in in the field and occasionally comes up with those big hits, as Blue Jays fans remember. So Brock Holt's actually someone I expect to get a bit of interest around the league. Milwaukee designated him to make room for Jace Peterson, which is interesting for them. But that's the kind of guy I think the Blue Jays would be more interested in. So we could see a waiver claim. We could see a deal done to get Brock Holt. Um, Toronto and Milwaukee, very familiar. They made the Chase Anderson deal in the offseason. So there, there's a relationship there to try and get something done. So keep an eye on Brock Holt, see where he ends up. Um, Azim Jaffer at Azim Jaffer feels the Blue Jays have the right pieces in place. Perhaps get a utility player who can really run the bases like Anthony Alford, but that can also hit a little better. Cannot really afford to get a rental player by giving up our top prospects and current players. And yeah, I don't think the Blue Jays would be as gung-ho on doing that. I, I think just making the playoffs would be what they want. I don't think they're going to try and add to win anything, but there may be things they, they look to do. So, I mean, like I said, Holt kind of fits the, um, utility mold that I suggested. There are other guys around. Um, I wouldn't say a guy like Billy Hamilton, who's basically Anthony Alford, just with a slightly less ability to hit. Um, but yeah, those those outfielder types with a lot of speed, not a lot of them are available at the moment. So it might be hard to find someone like Alfred who can hit, but I I can't I can't really find a match. I'm sorry. Um our masked anonymous source at Miles Higgins Add some tweaks only, no big moves this year unless something too good to pass up lands in their lap. Again, I don't think a lot of teams are going to be um, eager to pull the trigger on a big deal in this year where there's so many variables and you don't really know what's going on. So I can't see any big moves. I think those tweaks are going to be the thing. I, I think there is an outfielder or two that can be brought in. I just don't think it's going to be the Alfred type. I think it's more um, a guy who balances out the lefty-righty situation. Maybe a righty outfielder who can mash a little bit. Like Brock Holt, 
weird how I keep coming back to Brock Holt. It's almost like he's been seared in my brain and that I really want the Blue Jays to get him because that's what I do. I find players that I like and I try to will the Blue Jays into acquiring them. Sadly, it did not work with Jake McGee, but seems to be working for other players. So, um, the last person I want to mention who's on the Stay the Course train of thought is just Jay at Hyman Hustle. Second straight week, Jay is involved in the Fan Friday, Saturday edition. No reason to add to this point. A losing strike of the same length basically ends your playoff hopes. Jay's cupboards are well-stocked prospect-wise, but not enough that we can afford to make a significant move. Only move I can make is if I can get a controllable center fielder. And again, that makes a lot of sense. I don't know how many of those are available to the point where the Blue Jays would consider an upgrade. I mean, the White Sox, they have a couple center fielders. They have like Adam Engel and Jacob Brugman. So they could be looking to deal one of them uh, just to open up some space because they can't play both of them. Um, But other than that... I don't really know where a lot of center fielders that are going to be available are going to resign. Like, like if the Phillies fall out of it a little more, maybe a guy like Roman Quinn. Um, but yeah, there's just, there's not a lot out there. There are not a lot of teams that have completely fallen um, into oblivion. And Pittsburgh's not going to give up Brian Reynolds, and I sure as heck don't want Gregory Polanco in his current state. So, um... Yeah, it's very tough to see that. However, Matt Hall at Hallamaniac07 has an idea. He wants Mike Trout. Um, yeah, Matt was very, very clear. Um, just in response to the poll said, his name is Mike Trout, go get him. Um... Which that would be a very expensive trade. I think um, Matt made up like a four for one deal. Try and get uh, Mike Trout. Um, but it that is a lot. And I've seen a similar package for like Francisco Lindor. I don't think the Blue Jays are interested in making that move right now. I mean, their their bench is very thin as it is. They They would be dealing a lot of pitching prospects. Um, and then kind of a more sensible one from Jay's Rob at Jabroni Rob says that if the Jays can package a deal to get David Fletcher from the Angels, it would be nice. A versatile player and a good bat, but only if the deal is right. And that actually isn't a bad idea because Fletcher's been hitting. He's hit against the Blue Jays. Not to the extent of Luis Rangifo, but um, he's a guy who can play across the infield. And the Angels are so desperate for pitching. Like, the name I consistently dangle out there is TJ Zoic. Because he he appears to have fallen by the wayside when it comes to the Blue Jays' uh, pitching prospects. So Zoic would be one of the main pieces I see the Blue Jays offering in these sort of deals. And... The Angels are so hard up for pitching, they will probably take a guy like Zoic just in order to get some level of stability um, in their rotation and just in in general. I mean, the Angels, I, I don't know why, but they're just so bad. 
And I guess it's got to be the pitching. Maybe it's because they have to play the NL West. But, yeah, just not good in Halo Land. So, I think that's why Trout was at the top of mind for Matt Hall. Um, But Eric Gabriel at Eric Gabriel noted that he thinks the Blue Jays want pitching. And we're actually going to talk about that uh, coming up. Because that's that's something I have seen, and I think there there are some targets available there. But if you're targeting a part for your automobile because your automobile is being a clunker, is being stupid, much like my computer was last night. Sadly, there is no RockAuto.com for computer parts, but there is for car parts. And you should definitely check them out. Rock Auto is a family-owned business. Been operating online for over 20 years. They have a very easy-to-navigate interface that will help you find the part you need for whatever make, model, year car you have. They have brake lights. They have windshield wipers. They have engine control modules. They have a bunch of things that I don't understand, but you probably do, whether you're a professional mechanic or just a do-it-yourselfer. RockAuto.com is going to give you the price you need and it's going to be reliably low because they do that for everyone who comes to the website, professional or amateur. So go to RockAuto.com, have a look, find the parts that you need and when you get to check out and they ask, how did you hear about us, right? Locked on in the little box at the bottom because that helps us and that helps them. So everybody's happy. And... Yeah, just remember, uh, they have amazing deals, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so I did want to talk about this. As Eric Gabriel brought up, because uh, Steve Adams at MLB Trade Rumors said the Blue Jays are looking for rotation upgrades. I know everyone is like, we need another bat. We need we need someone there. Blue Jays want rotation help. And can you blame them? The way the rotation has performed. They have no length whatsoever. Chase Anderson, who could not go more than five innings last year, can now only go four. Matt Shoemaker has been all right, but he hasn't been the spectacular April version that we've seen, and he only goes about five innings. Nate Pearson is hurt. Tanner Roark is wild. Trent Thornton didn't even last an inning against the Phillies. Somehow, the Blue Jays still won that game. But yeah, it was not because of Trent Thornton. So, they could be looking for help on the open market now. What help are they going to get? I really don't know. Because, again, much like the center fielder uh, issue, a lot of, there are a lot of teams looking for starting pitching and not a lot of teams that are offering it. Um, so, if we look at pitchers that are coming up on on the verge of free agency, because that's where a lot of teams are going to target, right? Looking for those guys who are going to be cheap, who will cost a TJ Zoic, um, who will cost a Logan Warmoth, if Logan Warmoth still has value. Um, 
But yeah, those sort of options are going to be what the Blue Jays are in the market for. I mean, if you haven't been able to tell from the way they conduct business, they they just want cheap pitchers. So, again, there aren't a lot of options that really fit that, especially on teams that have fallen by the wayside. If we look at the top innings eaters of guys who are on teams that aren't expected to really compete anymore, um, you come up with guys like Taiwan Walker, who is drawing a lot of attention from teams just because he has looked actually decent for Seattle in his last couple starts. And I mean, they just took him on a flyer basically in spring training. So if they can get anything back for him in Seattle, they would jump at the opportunity because they were perpetually rebuilding in Seattle. Um, you look at Texas guys uh, like Mike Miner, who might be available, and that would give the Blue Jays another lefty starter, which would actually be kind of nice. I'd be down for that. Um, if Boston wants to continue to sell off, they have Martin Perez available. Per- Perez has actually pitched a little better in in recent stints, so he's got a he's got a four oh seven ERA and twenty four and a third innings so far. So Perez would offer a bit of stabilizing faction factors for them. And he, he's gone to the bullpen a little bit uh, in the past. So it's not like that would be a foreign concept for him. Um, again, then you have guys who just the price tag is, is stupid and it's not going to happen. Jake Arrieta uh, has a $20 million club option that he's not really earning. Ivan Nova has an E53 ERA. No, thank you. Um, Way LeBlanc, James Paxton are both getting lit up. Like, again, if you if you look through, there's just not really a lot of tempting options there. The best one. Actually, from the Blue Jays' standpoint, since Taiwan Walker is going to be the subject of a bidding war, this guy probably will be too. Um, but if they're looking solely for a guy to eat innings, then Kevin Gossman in San Francisco is a really good bet for that. He's he's thrown 31 already. He's got a 4.65 ERA. He's making nine million dollars this season, but he will be a free agent. So you know, you prorate that. It's not going to be too much. And again. This is a team that the Blue Jays do have a pre-existing relationship with, having made the Kevin Pillar deal with San Francisco last year. Um, so they would be talking on familiar terms. And again, uh, the Giants are a team that do need pitching. So throwing out a name like TJ Zoik or Sean Reed Foley would probably be very attractive to them. And... I don't know if it'd be a straight one-for-one deal. You'd probably have to throw in a a lower-level prospect, but that seems like a deal that could get done fairly quickly and help the Blue Jays out with some length issues that they've been having. So, yeah. Everyone's going to want Taiwan Walker, but keep an eye on Martin Perez and Kevin Gossman. I think those are the two more likely names that would head uh, to Toronto. You could you could also throw in a guy like um, Anthony DiSclefani in Cincinnati, just depending on 
how the Reds feel about things. They're 11 and 13. They may trade Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer might get traded again. That'd be funny. But I don't know. I think I've I think I've made my positions clear. I guess I want Brock Holt and I want Kevin Gossman. I don't want to pay for Robbie Ray. Sorry, Arizona. But um, yeah, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you to everyone who submitted their thoughts and and contributed. Thank you to Karen and Matt and Rob and Jay and our anonymous source and Azim and if uh, and Eric. I believe I believe God everyone. If I'm missing someone, I apologize. You will be mentioned in the credits. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts so you can see those credits and make sure you don't miss that. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Locked on Jays. You can follow me on uh, Twitter at a underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. But it's a useful tool. And just a reminder, if you didn't check out my article from yesterday that I wrote about the Tom Brenneman slur and how it relates to the Blue Jays in the past, that is up on jaysfromthecouch.com. Also check out Cheryl Ring's article at Beyond the Box Score. That came out today. She does a greater job of connecting it to the baseball world at large. So definitely worth a read. And yeah, we will be back later today to talk about Anthony Alford. And depending on when it gets recorded, maybe seven game win streak. It's Kenshin Ryu on the mound tonight. Kind of like the chances. So until then, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jsfromthecouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.